Okay, ready? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. It's the podcast where Brie gets you caught up on all things Scooby-Doo news related. Yes, which is funny because we talked about Scooby-Doo last week. Did we? Yes, remember the bet. Oh yeah, because the puzzle <laughs> thing. Yeah, we did. And let's do a follow-up on that. Did you finish the puzzle in a day? No, no, I did not. No, and to be fair, I walked in sometime close to midnight and you were hunched over in like a prone position. Yes. Looking like you had been hit by a car. Yes. Cause so I, if if I if my ego had really been bad, I probably would have pulled an all-nighter to do that. Right. But I just had work the next day. Sure. So I decided not to do the that. The stakes were kind of high. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't get it done. Okay. I think that if it was a different, like, color palette, it would have been a lot easier. Like, I have some that are really colorful, and they're, like, little blocks of color and animation. Yeah. And so you can do little pieces of it at different times. Right. But this one was all white and green because i did yeah. like it's a house guide to plants or something was the name of the puzzle so yeah didn't yeah do, didn't do but, we but still, it was all like two colors but we still watched a scooby-doo movie just and i did finish it i because. did finish the puzzle yeah yeah this week we have a great episode lined oh wait up. tell them which one we watched i can't even remember now it's scooby-doo can't scare Yes, we watched Scooby Doo. We watched Scooby Doo Camp Scare, and it was a very funny movie. Yeah, great. I don't think Isaac's seen that one before. I haven't. It was very good. Um, there was weirdly a lot of people in swimsuits in this cartoon. Well, yeah, they're felt, at camp. They're a summer just camp. Felt a little weird, but yeah, there fun. was there was a lot of like swimwear. Yeah, a lot of involved. swimwear with all of like. And and there were all of these like oogly male gaze shots there of were. cartoons there on were. a show, which yeah. was very funny. It's like. Yeah. This is a children's movie. I don't know what. But it had a cool end. It did have a fun end. It had a very. It was a very fun camping movie. And yes. We actually have some Scooby Doo news coming up on this episode. Yeah, that's why to. we're talking so, about it, kind of. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Let's start weekend pop culture. You go first. Okay, so weekend pop culture. Mine has split between two very different things. One of them, I've been drawing a lot more with my tablet lately. I've been having Good. a blast I sketching saw me. around. Yes, I've drawn you drawn a bunch of people i've drawn uh rob from catastrophe i've drawn my friend jake just a bunch mm -hmm. of different things kind of just swirling around in my head in this crazy post-covid season and drawing has been a great tool to yeah. exercise that um another thing completely opposite of that um so i watched the new Zack snyder um army of the dead that was on netflix which it was, was really fun like it was a cool concept yeah it's a heist it's, yeah, zombie movie a heist zombie movie basically all of Vegas has been invaded by zombies. Yes. So they're about to drop this big bomb. So it's got ticking bomb o'clock. And they there are a bunch of people that are trying to loot all the casinos right. in between now and when they drop the big bomb. The X factor in that is that the zombies are there. And yeah, no, it's overrun by zombies. So they've like kind of cordoned off the city. Yeah. Um, so the zombie outbreak isn't affecting everybody, but there is like a reason for people to go into the town because they want to get the monies. Right. And if you're a special effects nerd, one of the things you can be watching for is that Tig Notaro, the comedian and the person who plays the pilot in that movie, has been added completely in post-production, meaning they shot her on a green screen set and basically added her to the movie digitally after the fact, which is wild. Completely insane. And I'm glad you didn't tell me. I didn't notice at all. She looked like she was there. I, yeah, I really, she did. I went into the movie knowing that, and I wanted to get your reaction when I told you that because, yes, and you were like, I couldn't. 
that yeah, blew you your can't mind. tell. Well, and there was like dialogue between her and other characters and stuff. Yeah. So she did a really good job. Yeah, they really did good a good job. The special effects team on this movie in general, like give them all of the awards because it was so well done. It was really good. And makeup people. And makeup. Yeah. Zombie movies are always fun from a special effects makeup standpoint. They're always very interesting. And Oh, and um, is his name Dave? Dave Batista. Okay. I love him. He's great. Yeah, Dave Batista was really good in it too. Yes. Apparently he's a wrestler? Yes. Yeah, former <laughs> like he got his start in wrestling. He transferred into movies and stuff and yeah, similar path of sort of the rock and people before him. Uh yeah. He's a way better actor than Dwayne Johnson. Do you think so? I I yes, and you agreed when I told you. So okay. don't pretend like this is a shock. Uh Batista Dwayne Johnson, has also... I've tried to watch him in something serious and it was really bad. No, no, no. We tried to uh he's not good in um the Jumanji movies. Okay. Well, yes, we're we're getting into the weeds about a very specific movie <laughs> that maybe people haven't seen, so I don't want to. Anyway, go that it's far really in. good. You guys should watch it. Yes. So check out Army of the Dead on Netflix. Of course, it is you know an R rated movie. movie so yeah. Be careful with that. But and violence. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. What about your week in pop culture? I forgot until five seconds ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. So excited. We're recording kind of early because we have a movie that we're going to go see tonight and i'm so excited you all know by now that i'm a huge huge horror nerd yes i love the horror like community because it's like teeny teeny tiny the budgets for the movies are always like ten dollars and yes. then they make the scariest things ever with ten dollars mm -hmm. and this movie i'm so excited we're gonna go see a Quiet Place 2. A Quiet Place is, Dose. Quieter Place. I really like it. It's kind of a really mainstream scary movie because it's uh, like apocalyptic. So it's not super scary. Yeah. Like there are people that don't watch horror movies that are going to go see this. It's a great first date movie. Yeah, it is. And I love it when a movie is really mainstream and like people that don't love the genre get to go and experience it with everybody else. Sure. It's really fun. So I'm really excited, but I've never, I think I've only seen a handful of scary movies in theaters. Yeah. And I'm so excited because it's going to be so scary. We saw A Quiet ah! Place in theaters too, didn't we? Yeah. We saw A Quiet Place in theaters. Yeah. Okay. I've liked every scary movie I've seen in theaters. All right. Yeah. I'm so excited I'm really excited. This. I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. super, super, super excited. Well, let's jump right into it. Bree, do you want to hop in sort of staying on trend with the scary thing and talk about the yes. Scooby-Doo reunion show that's because coming? Because Scooby-Doo is scary. Okay, so the CW, the CW does a lot of experimental things with um, crossovers. Yes. Um, specifically, I'm thinking about a... There was an animated episode of Supernatural where they crossed over with Scooby-Doo. So they're very loosey-goosey with their like IP or right. whatever. They're, is that their is that Intellectual their, property, yes. yeah. So yeah, they're Warner very loosey-goosey. They like to yeah. do crossovers whenever they can. Right. They, they're just, they're totally fun with it. They have recognized that their like network is just kind of like, you know, it's, it's a little trashy. They don't have it's to okay. take themselves seriously. They don't have to take themselves seriously. So... For the 52nd anniversary of Scooby-Doo, they are going to have like a one hour special. Okay. And it's going to be like, they're going to all, the characters are going to be like found footage style on okay. a back lot of like a Hollywood Studios kind of deal. Okay. And there's going to be, they're going to be looking at their most famous like moments in past episodes oh so a best of situation a best of situation but it's gonna be mockumentary style and like there's gonna be like interviews yeah and there's gonna be like an overarching plot behind the scenes it's gonna so be it's a gonna found be... footage scooby-doo special yes but the 
uh, lot, the movie lot is haunted. And it's going to so be a it's haunted be its Warner own Brothers episode, yes. lot. That is so funny. That's yeah, good. it's really funny. So I don't know how they're going to, they've had so many iterations of Scooby-Doo. It's the oldest show I could think of that's like yeah. animated. So, 52 years. Yeah. So I don't know how if they're going to broach the topic of like, oh, we're 52 years old. Scooby-Doo is 52 years old. Like, I don't think that they'll go that way i think they're just gonna like play off of the different animated styles and yeah. all of that i could but. easily see them bring in maybe like canonically make them eternal based on some sort of mystery they solved or something yeah something they found like a fountain of youth and they all drink from it or something in an off episode or something i don't know i'm wondering if they're gonna bring scrappy in do you remember scrappy oh, i hate scrappy you didn't like scrappy i hate it scrappy. Like scrappy i hate chaotic characters in okay. general anytime a monkey is in a movie i'm mad <laughs> Like, I don't like chaos. I like That's structure. Drop. That's the drop for the episode. Anytime <laughs> a monkey is in a movie, I'm mad. I'm mad. I don't like monkeys in movies because they're they always ruin the plan. Oh, just bothers me. Yeah, I that's why that. I didn't like Scrappy Doo. That's so specific. <laughs> and that's such a hard and fast and accurate rule to hold to. Like that is <laughs> that scrappy. is a good guidepost for if you're gonna like a movie or not. Does a monkey make an appearance? If a monkey makes an appearance, and it's only certain kinds. If it's a small monkey gonna ruin it if okay it's a big monkey it could go either way how does that you're you're viewing scrappy as a chaotic evil he's a chaotic monkey yeah okay but uh, in a dog form but in dog form no i really i don't like chaotic characters like that they really like frustrate me okay all right really frustrate so you don't like me. the wild cards no i hate wild cards you like i want i want a straightforward story okay yes all right well I'm, i want a thought out thing i don't want it to be like oh but there's a monkey and he's gonna have, ruin the thing they can't have a 52 year retroactive like retrospective without bringing in Scrappy though. They'll probably do like a little like ha ha ha, you know, like a quick clip sure. or something. Maybe a like, grown Scrappy. Ooh, I hope not. Ugh, <laughs> that'd be weird. You're you're not excited they can't to see that. Age certain characters and not others though. That's true. That's true. Unless they have the Fountain of Youth thing. But anyway, I think it'll be really fun and interesting. I yeah. love that they're just doing creative yeah. fun stuff. I think, I think it's neat. really interesting too that they're doing the 52nd anniversary because they didn't think of it for the for the 50th. <laughs> they just kind of let it roll. Yeah, just okay. So, I don't know. It's it's fun. I like that they're making it a 1-hour special and yeah. yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Jumping into topic number two, speaking of big special events related yeah, to the I film put this industry. In the, I put this in the doc and I'm like, please have Isaac do this, this because I hate talking about mergers. This is going to be crazy. So Amazon, you know, Amazon is buying MGM for over $8 billion. So this is another Hollywood mega merger that the Nerdist has written mega about. Merger? Is mega that merger? Is that a term that we're using now? I think it is. I think... Given that all of these companies are massive and they're merging, it's a mega merger. Massive and merging. Massive I feel like we're just merging. saying the word merger like eighty times. Oh, uh, we're. I mean, like we're we're just saying things at this point about Hollywood. I mean, like that's cr bizarre things are happening, and this is kind of one of them. Jeff Bezos's company purchased MGM and its entire library. That includes more than four thousand films and seventeen thousand shows. I cannot wrap my head around seventeen thousand shows. So when I saw it, I was like, MGM, they don't even make anything. Oh, get <laughs> Turns ready. Turns out they Be do. Because I had that thought too. Are you like, ready? What do they even own? Disney owns everything. Here is just some of the movies that they're going to be able to add or at least have the intellectual property. There's that word again for you. Mm -hmm. The James Bond franchise, 12, Avery, 12 Angry Men, Basic Instinct, Creed, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Poltergeist, Raging Bull, Robocop, Rocky, Silence of the Lambs, Stargate, Thelma and Louise, Tomb Raider, Magnificent Seven, Pink Panther. The Thomas Crown Affair, House of Gucci, No Time to Die, The Addams Family 2, and then 17,000 TV shows, including The Handmaid's Tale, 
Fargo, and Vikings. This is everything. Like, everything. Amazon so bought MGM basically... MGM is big? Yes. Yes. M- MGM is huge. And the fact that they were able to be bought for $8 billion kind of also brings into perspective how large Amazon is. I mean, that's like chump change for Jeff Bezos, right? Right. That's chump change for the company. But the fact that they'll be having all of this content to sort of work with and add to their streaming service is interesting. It makes me a little upset, though, because I think I read down at the bottom of the article that they're going to like redo a lot of the movies yeah. or something. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so tired of reboots. I yeah. know I just talked and I was geeking out about literally two reboots just now, mm-hmm. but I don't want everything to be rebooted. I want only good things to be rebooted. We're just keep making the same things over and over. Here's also my very weirdly specific issue. And if I don't give, monkey? if I don't give my weird specific issues on a podcast, tell me your weird wrong. monkey. Yeah. When avatar from James Cameron was added to Disney plus, and was put on streaming services. Mm-hmm. They removed a scene because it was goofy and weird, and a lot of people made fun of it. They removed a scene where it showed the way that the avatars connect into their animals, yeah. where they like joined their like ponytails with the animals' ponytail. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people on the internet made fun of that, and it's like, oh, that's gross. So when that part of the movie hit Disney Plus, they, they took it out. They digitally removed that scene. They edited the movie and changed the experience of that movie for one person to another. So if I have seen this movie and I talk to you about that scene, you're not going to know what I'm talking about if the only way that you've seen Avatar is through Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I guess so. Well, when, this is kind of the way that the world works now because in, back in the day, you would have like the TV cut. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's, it's like that. That's true. But if we completely only rely on streaming services to take on all of the movies ever mm-hmm. like it looks like we're going to i don't own any james bond movies i've seen them but if they were to change any of the james bond movies and remove scenes based on how they want to i wouldn't know unless yeah. i had the dvds so i think that it's cool that they have this big catalog but i'm hesitant and i'm a little bit mm, about all of our movies just exclusively being stored out in the ether on streaming services because if we don't have the physical copies, they can change them at any point, and I don't yeah. like that. And they've shown that they will. What I what I think is the biggest problem for me here is obviously we know that Amazon is treating their com- they're treating their workers badly. Yeah. So, like, we're just gonna not consume all of these titles and like movies and stuff now like that's that's weird right it's, if we're if we're gonna or we support a company that treats its employees terribly it's a very it's that's a big, paid a lot of money for something when they could very easily pay to like well and it's help paid a lot of money out of money that they've made exploiting yeah so yeah i mean it's it's definitely a quandary that you're going to be in and i think that that's only going to get worse as mergers like this happen where only big companies own everything yeah. you kind of have to pick what you want to support either tacitly or explicitly with how you spend your money. So that's something to wrestle with. I just, I don't know. We've been, I've, we've kind of been avoiding spending anything on at Amazon. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. It's hard. And now that they own like half of the movies in the world, like it's just, yeah. mm. So it'll be interesting to see. They're definitely going to be using this as an opportunity to sort of revamp and do offshoots of things. What I'm hoping is that I, I, I don't really know how to solve this problem that I have, this issue that I have of like making sure the integrity of the movies and media is held without being edited just at the whim of 
some executive at a company that now owns the rights to that thing. I don't know how to fix that other than just tell people to buy every movie they like on DVD, but that's not feasible for some people. So I think that's just kind of my one anti-futurist. Plus you gotta go buy a DVD player. Yeah, that's my one. (laughs) An aux cord. I am normally very pro-future, but that's my one sort of anti-futurist opinion is maybe movies need to be untouchable in certain contexts. You can edit language for TV appearances. That's fine. I would argue that that's not even necessary, but I think movies and media, because they're a shared cultural experience, they shouldn't really be able to be edited like that, regardless of who has the rights to the broadcasting of them. But that's that's me. So Yeah, I feel like there are directors, too, that you hear about they have all these stipulations. So how does that work on the back end? Like right. when they when a com- big company owns their title, like right. they can just get all their stuff changed anyway. Yeah. So I, I think that that's something that I hope is explored by people much smarter than me down the road. I think that would be very good. And I think that's mm-hmm. necessary. So jumping into topic number three. Yes. Brie, if you remember, we recently talked about the chip shortage in Nintendo Switches, PlayStation 5s, and mm-hmm. Xboxes that's been affecting the computer oh, industry. Well Basically, the electronic industry has been saying, guys, we're short chips. Everything is going to be delayed. There's going to be a lot of shortages. Yes. At the same time that all of this is happening, Nintendo is reported to plan, reportedly is planning to reveal the Switch Pro before E3 of this year. So E3 is the big tech conference. Okay, uh, so what is, this, what is the Switch Pro? That's what we're going to get into. We're going to talk about the specifics Because I didn't read this article. The news... I was cleaning out the fridge. The news <laughs> comes from a recent Bloomberg report citing people familiar with the matter. According to the report, the new unnamed upgraded Switch, quote, may be revealed ahead of E3 to allow other publishers to showcase games during the show. The new Switch will begin full production as early as July to allow it to launch this fall. The production company in charge of assembling the new upgraded model seems to be confident it can fulfill Nintendo's orders, even with the chip shortage. So getting into the specs of this, as previously reported, the new upgraded Switch model is said to feature 4K capabilities, a 7-inch OLED screen, and a better battery life. Nintendo is also releasing the upgraded Switch to compete with the recent launch of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. So- okay, so it still isn't like a console no, this is this is like a, a switch. This is so a it's handheld. a switch. Pro- the idea is that I think this is going to be their new dockable option. I think this will be the new thing that you can put into your TV. Why are they even having to make that though? Like they just need to keep selling the ones they have. They're selling like hotcakes. This is an opportunity to, and this is where we're getting into my theory. You can't find a full size switch console anywhere. You can't at all. Yeah, and I think they've been they've used this as an opportunity to go ahead and just phase that out where under normal circumstances, maybe they would have kept production up, but I think a shortage has been created. And I think that Nintendo now has no incentive to make more of the old full size switch models. That's crazy. They have the new one coming down. Did we know that? So the current full size switch model is $300 there's speculation that it's going to be well above that price point. So they're thinking that somewhere north so of 300 Because it, it's the affordable one. I mean, the Switch Lite is at $200. And that's an... Inc- I still... It blows my mind that for $200, you can get something like a Switch Lite. That blows my absolute mind. So I think that it's still a good deal compared to other things in terms of portability. I hope it's like 350 But I agree. I mean, <laughs> it is it is kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I definitely do now see... 
we just talked about it last week. Nintendo saying, oh, we can't really make full-size Switches right now. And Mm -hmm. now, conveniently enough, they're going to be dropping their full-size. Maybe they'll keep the price point at a lower end anyway to compete with the big ones. Oh, I still think it'll be cheaper than the PlayStation 5 or the Series X or S. The question will be whether or not you can get one without buying one from a scalper. Because this whole year has been people buying them up only to resell them. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be possible. I think that Nintendo will have to do a lot in the way of preventing scalpers that... If anyone can do it, Nintendo can do it. Yeah, but again, I don't know that companies necessarily have an incentive to stop scalpers because if your inventory is sold immediately, who do you care who it goes to? I, mean, I don't that's, know. Nintendo's weird, though. Nintendo is very different. So it'll, very be, different, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but... Are you excited for kind of an upgraded Switch model, or are you happy with your light? Um, so we we have two switches. We have a regular Switch, and then we have a Switch Lite. Both are working fine. Yeah. Um, if they gave me like more library to play on, that would make a difference. But yeah. I that would make me mad. Why would you that know? make you mad? Well, I don't know. I feel like everybody should have the same access, regardless of what Switch model you have. But like the same access to their online store. Yeah. But it does have a small storage and that is something like every you can like re-download games and right. stuff and, and you, you can, can have upgrade cartridges. the storage and buy a bigger And yeah, card, yeah, like so I mean like that's chips. that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm happy with what I've got at this point as a as a Switch lover, but yeah. I don't know. If it goes out I'll, I'm definitely going to be sad. Yeah. So I think that there will be I think Obviously, the people who can't really buy a, a full-size Switch right now, hearing this news, I don't know why you would buy a full-size Switch ahead of this announcement, I mean, or like after this well, announcement. Well, you can't anyway. <laughs> you can't anyway, but I don't know why you would go out of your way to look for one. I mean, yeah. I think maybe a $200 Switch Lite purchase now to hold you over and then jump in with this new model in the fall. I think You pretty much be, get everything you need from a Switch Lite. I would say so. But yeah. I guess, I don't know, Mario Party. The ability to plug it into a TV is cool. I accidentally bought Mario Party twice. I, I bought it once for my for the Switch Lite. That is the most useless game for the Switch Lite. Yeah. You can't play it with anything. You could not have bought a worse uh, game. Yeah, it's an accident. <laughs> but that's our podcast for this week. If you are excited for the Switch Lite, we want to know, hit us up in the Facebook group about it. By the way, let's jump back in and fire the Facebook group up. Yeah, Yo, I'm the only person posted in there. Let's fire it up. Come on. Oh, let's, and leave us reviews on iTunes. Let's do some meme exchanges over the weekend. Let's hang out. Y'all take care of yourself. Drink lots of water. Love each other. Yeah.